Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 319, for patch 6.2. We are podcasts about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. And this is Root, coming up here in episode number 319 of HearthCast. We've got our reactions to the Warcraft movie, spoiler-free. I've got a refresher on QoS and other techie wow stuff. And hey, Blizz, make giving easier, please? A special thank you to all our Patreon supporters. This show is made possible in part by your generous contributions. We know you work hard for every dollar you have, and we sincerely appreciate your support. So way there for Reckleface. Hey there, Rude. How was your week in the Blizzard universe? All right, remember how I lost that bet to you? Which one? There have been so many. Oh, I've only really lost the one, the coffee one. Okay. The one that you made a huge show about drinking that macchiato on <laughs> that was the a, air. That was a very, yeah, broke all kinds of pod, you know, our podcasting rules here. Yeah. Oh, that was a great macchiato, too. I think I was up for like three hours after the show. Like, <laughs> I'm anything need cleaning in the house? <laughs> well, I lost that one due to buying Chromie. Mm-hmm. Still trying to make her work. She's a little tricky. Yeah. Um, But then they announced that there is a new fell billy. Or, I'm sorry, a hellbilly. Hellbilly. Hellfellbilly. Hellfell... I don't... Is it like a crummy skin? No, it's a mount. Oh. So there's already two different uh, billy mounts in the game, and here's a storm. Okay. And they are gnome-sized. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, a billy goat. Yeah, and this one got is it. colored to match the uh, fell queen crummy skin. Oh. And you got it for free if you bought... Uh, Pretty much anything. <laughs> okay, just giving it away. So yeah, I had been eyeballing this uh, the the rainbow, the rainbow horse, the rainbow unicorn mount right, basically yeah. since launch, and it was part of the the uh, the big bundle. And then they removed that bundle, and then they put it in a different bundle. Uh, the, had, they put the mount in a different yeah, bundle. Ma- I got gotcha. you. Mount in a different bundle, and then it had more things that I wanted. <laughs> so I bought it just so I could get the. Uh, Rainbow. The Hellbilly. Oh, the I got the Rainbow Unicorn and the Hellbilly. I promise you, there's an office at Blizzard, and there's like one dude behind a desk going, Frick hasn't bought this yet. Let's move it here. (laughs) She hasn't bought this and this. There are these like four things. Put them all in one bundle. My constantly telling me that I'm their ideal customer. You are. I've told you that too. You are their target audience. I am not. I have yet to spend the time on HOTS. Nothing. 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 I did something huh. to get the game for free. The game is free. Okay, well, then it means I didn't do anything <laughs> to get it free. Um, I think, didn't it give you some tunes for free to start with? Like the basic starter kit or something? I mean, you get Raynor when you, yeah. when you get recruited. And then you purchased uh, my original tunes there, Chromie and a bunch of other folks, for uh, either Christmas or my birthday. Christmas. Christmas. Oh yeah, I got you a uh, starter a, kit. It's a it was a bundle. Yeah, it was one of the ones that they normally sell in the retail shops. Yep, and I have been on Amazon. So I got you a few characters and uh, a mount. 
Yes. And some skins. Yes. And there you go. That's there me. There you go. Yeah. I, <laughs> so we were playing, not to hijack your segment, we were playing uh, just the other night, and we had some friends in there, and someone said, hey, if you, if you ever want to switch from support, let me know. And I'm like, no, nope, this is what I do. I play Lily. <laughs> Yeah, and you didn't know about the quest either. <laughs> I know they're there. But you know what? I've done. Um, there's one that has like two of three done. Which one is that? I I don't know. <laughs> Complete certain amount of some things with something. <laughs> I've I have played other uh, characters mm-hmm. besides Chromie, just messing around. So at you least two, Lili. apparently. Yeah. Yeah, Lily. At least two. You play Malfurion. Oh, I miss him. He's another healer. Yep. I, I like healing. I like playing support in these games. It's fun. But I like Lily because she's got that blind thing that she does with the stun. Except it doesn't really stun, which is blind. Yeah. Plus, you know, jar of a thousand heals or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Drop that bad boy. But yeah, you had that uh, rainbow farting unicorn out there last night. Yeah, wasn't it pretty? No. I was riding circles around you. It was distracting. Did you enjoy it? No, it didn't. To be honest with oh, you. Oh, well, my bad. Very distracting. I'm trying to do something in rainbow farts. <laughs> All around you. All around me. That's what I do? That's <laughs> what your character does. Be careful. Oh, okay. Yeah, your mount, tune mount does that. Mm. Well, tell me about your week. I did get into the proper... Raid group this week with uh, with Root. If you remember last, uh, yeah, last one I went to the wrong one. I signed up. I thought I was doing Hellfire Citadel and I'm doing High Mall. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so I made sure this week that I actually did uh, Hellfire Citadel. Now the only other time I've done Hellfire Citadel has been with an open raid group. This is my first real pug in there with a uh, the the group finder within WoW. And there's a marked difference in doing an open raid and doing it with the, the group finder and that is an open raid the core group that you sign up with an open raid tends to stay to the end or until it's called and well, i there's think reputation to uphold exactly it's 100 percent what it is it's the reputation over on the website because you get raided did you leave early all that kind of stuff so people are worried about that they're worried about their open raid reputation not so in group finder people just Come and go. It's into this boss, into this trash, whatever, out of combat, they're gone. So we spend a whole lot of time cycling through people and waiting around. So I think we got through, we did three bosses and that was it. It's like, geez, this this is no way to go. Can't say that I had a, a positive experience doing that. Shipyard missions, Freck. You still doing those? I am three away. I really wanted to be done by tonight. It just three away. Didn't happen. So next week I'll be able to tell you what happens after I get the thousand uh, shipyard missions. So I'm looking forward to that. Now you and I, Freck, we went, of course, with uh, the rest of the uh, Blizzard playing population on the planet. Pretty sure, anyhow. Went and saw the Warcraft movie. And we got to the uh, location where we were at a little early. Wanted to check, you know, see some sites and get there before our group got there to be organized. And in the parking lot, we saw this couple walking 
towards us. And I noticed the guy had a uh, cord shirt on. And apparently his girlfriend also had a WoW shirt on. She I, had an Alliance tank top. See, I didn't, didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, they were matching. He was wearing Horde, she's wearing Alliance. So I see them, and I make, you know, we got time, and I make the comment. I'm like, oh, hey, did you guys see the movie? I said, no. Like, oh, are you going to the 815? He's, uh, uh, it was supposed to be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> Would it have been easier to say... No, <laughs> and not ruin the surprise versus it was supposed to be a surprise. How do you surprise them with that anyways? Well, I mean, okay, let's go. I mean, the location we were at has a lot of other things to do. It's not just a movie theater. Yeah. We were at City Walk Orlando. But it's got a lot of other stuff. right there. Yeah, but it's got a lot of other stuff right there other as well. stuff is super touristy. And even then, like, how do you convince your significant other to put on... Their wow is higher, and then convince them to go somewhere near where a movie theater is playing on the night that the movie is opening. It was before. See, here's the thing. We went on the 9th. It was scheduled to open on the 10th. Yeah, it went to an early showing. Right. So, if you don't mention that, and you could say, hey, you know, you want to go out to City Walk? I'm going to wear my, my horde shirt because you know the movie's coming out. Why don't you wear your lion shirt? It's today's the ninth. It's you know it's Thursday. The movie comes out tomorrow. Let's go do this. We don't mention the fact that you're going to see the movie pre-release. I still think it was a dumb idea on their part. <laughs> well, it's a dumb idea for the guy to to spoil it on himself and try to you know blame me for that. It was supposed to be a surprise. It would still would have been if yeah. you hadn't said anything, buddy. Anybody would have said that who saw them, who was also there for the movie. Yeah. Hey, go to the movie. What what was he going to say to them as they approached the AMC? Tell, them, well, tell that, her they were there for a different movie? We're going to go see um, what's, uh, uh, Finding Finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think by then the, the surprise is out, and that's where the fun gets to start. But you know, the guy ruined it on himself. You didn't eh. have to know. That's just, just one of those one of those things. But hey, Frank, we've got a whisper. Greetings, written Freckleface. I love the podcast with an emphasis on content for casual players. You guys have really helped me learn more about the game. My main is Loramis, a blood elf warlock on Winterhoof. Hey, warlock. Yes. <laughs> My suggestion for a topic is for Root. I know you have done some technology type stories before giving suggestions for the technical side of the game. I would love to hear a story about latency, ping, internet connection quality, and suggestions on how it can be improved. Your thoughts on how to test your connection, tips on how to get a better connection, whether at home or using hotel internet while traveling, or tweaks to optimize your connection for gaming. How to set up your mobile phone as a hotspot for gaming when your LAN or wireless connection is bad. How many milliseconds of latency is acceptable for casual play versus what you'd want for competitive PvP or rating? Third-party programs that claim they will improve your ping, whether they work, and whether they are allowed by Blizzard. Just a thought for a discussion I would really appreciate. Okay. Awesome email. I love it. And I'm going to go in detail now, Frex. If you want to tune out, I get it. It's fine. It's very technical. Uh, We are going to share this. Directly with uh, Lormis and anybody else who wants it. It's cool, too. 
So we're going to break this down. This is going to get kind of technical. I used to have this, this bumper that said technical jargon alert for another podcast I did. So this is going to get technical. So just bear with me here. So we're going to look at some computer network improvement stuff for the world of Warcraft. We're going to start off with a little bit of a definition here. Your ping rate and latency, everybody's always concerned about that. Games are going to report your network latency as a ping rate, and it's going to be measured in milliseconds. Your ping rate is equivalent to the effective latency between your home PC and whatever you're connecting to on the Internet. In other words, how long does it take for a round trip of information, a little bit of data to get from your computer to wherever you're going and back? How long does it take you to talk? Best way to describe latency is when you're on a football field. Also attenuation, by the way. And you have to yell at somebody at the other end of the field. It's like, you know, can they hear you? How long does it take them to hear you? You have your echo, all this other kind of stuff. Now, you're just because your system has a low latency, like a website like Google, it may have a high latency uh, to something else like WoW. All that determines by anything that's in between it, network congestion, a whole slew of other things. And as I mentioned, latency is measured in milliseconds, which is uh, pretty awesome. And our, my apologies ahead of time to our friends in the oceanic realms and uh, some of these like Singapore and other places who happen to have and have to live with a high latency rate. But for the most part, acceptable latency, if you're just messing around with garrisons or shipyard missions or going to the auction house, Anything under about 300 milliseconds is fine. Doing some questing, you want to drop that down under 200 milliseconds. Dungeons, and now you're with a group, you want about under 150 milliseconds. If you're raiding, you want under 100, and doing PvP under 100, or you know much lower than that if possible. What that means is the lower the latency, the lower those milliseconds are, the faster the communication is between you and or at least your machine, I should say, and the server back and forth, how fast that data is exchanged. Now, if you want to test your latency, it's pretty simple. Ping something. Uh, Ping, by the way, is an acronym for Packet Internet Groper. There's your useless fact of the day. Any terminal window will do this. Uh, Command prompt, terminal, and OSX. And if you just ping something, it's going to tell you how fast your connection is or how, how low your latency is to that other location. Keeping in mind that even today, some ISPs in some places will still block this, or you can accidentally block yourself on a ping return. It's just, it just gets kind of fuzzy. But you can ping something, like Google's DNS servers, 8.8.8.8 and 8.8.4.4. And look at how fast those things come back. They should be very low. You want to test your speed, which is different than your latency, but still very important to test your speed connection. Speedtest.net is kind of like the de facto standard on the Internet. It's going to tell you kind of, you know, how fast you are, how fast your connection is. A lot of other uh, emerging speed test sites are kind of loaded with banner ads and are just there to make the host company money, so careful of those. Another one that I kind of like is called Fast.com, and that's actually owned by Netflix. It just shows you how fast your connection is, but I've seen some inaccuracies with that. Pingtest.net 
is going to show you your raw latency, any kind of packet loss, a lot of other little tidbits of information. It'll give you a rating on how good your connection is, and that's a little more important to me than speed test. Little nugget here for Blizzard-specific things, you want to use Battle.net's Looking Glass application. This is your Google. So go Google Battle.net Looking Glass. It's going to give you a link, and it's going to give you a little tool that's on the Battle.net website that allow you to test your connection to a whole slew of different uh, Blizzard servers, including your own realm. So that's a very good tool there. Traveling, remote connections, freckle face, rule number one, never under any circumstances trust a hotel network or airport network or airline network or anywhere else. Don't trust them. I don't hook my computers up or connect directly to those networks. I just don't trust them and neither should you. What I do is get a little Netgear N300. These things are nice little... uh, I mean, it's like under under 100 bucks. I think I paid for mine. It's a little device that it actually connects to the network for you, and then you connect to it, and it filters out a bunch of stuff. Now, I don't just use the out-of-the-box network software that comes with the router. I drop my own software on there. It's DDWRT, and we'll talk more about that here in a bit. It's a replacement operating system for hardware. And you can do a whole bunch of other things with DDWRT that you cannot do with normal uh, pieces of hardware with the software that comes on them. So then you allow the N300 to connect to the local internet on the hotel or airport or wherever you're at. And then you connect to your N300. Tethering. I, I don't do it. I don't recommend it. But if I had to tether, if I had no other choice but to tether to the internet to get something, that is using your cell phone to uh, as a gateway to connect to the internet. Always use USB to connect and tether. Do not use your phone's Wi-Fi to connect to the 3G, 4G, whatever connection you have on your phone. That just slows everything down. Go ahead and use the USB of your phone, and Apple and Android both have USB connections for tethering. And once you're connected, there's a bunch of software that we'll talk about at the end of the segment that you want to use to uh, further speed up your computer. Now, if you're going to use 3G, 4G, or a MiFi to connect to the Internet, best thing you can do is purchase a USB or Express Card-based 3G, 4G router. Don't use the little wireless ones that they give you or try to sell to you from the phone stores. They're cute, they're little boxes, and I go, oh, this is all you have to do, and you connect to the Wi-Fi in here, and it connects to the... Yeah, they're nice. They're, they're good. They work, but not for gaming. You want to use a cradle point. I have the cradle point travel router, the CTR500. It's got enough hardware on it, another enough oomph, so to speak, enough memory, uh, enough oomph, as I said, to handle a lot of the network routing. The little MiFi's that you get in the store don't, and that's the biggest difference. You can connect an activated USB or Express card to this thing and turn it on, and that is literally it. It does the rest for you. You can connect uh, up to 32 different devices out of the box on the uh, Create-A-Point travel router. And again, at this point in time, everything's going to be the same 
with uh, in regards to the software we're going to come up to here in a minute and talk about. But before we get there, we do want to talk about your networking hardware and configs. I'm a big proponent of using dedicated hardware for networking. I don't like onboard NICs. They're good for backups and they're good for secondary NICs, but I don't like them as my primary network interface. I prefer a standalone NIC. For gaming, the Killer NIC M1 Gaming Network Card is fantastic. It's got a 400 megahertz uh, network processing unit on it. It offloads a lot of the hard work for networking onto itself so your computer doesn't have to do it, and that frees up resources on your computer to use for your gaming. You can build in some bandwidth control on it, so if you want to give certain uh, games or certain ports or certain whatever, like VoIP, if you want to give it different uh, characteristics and priorities, you can. You can fine-tune all of your network traffic through a very simple interface that it's got for that, too. It's also got a built-in hardware firewall, which offloads that. Again, if you're using a uh, like a Windows firewall, you can actually not use that and just use the hardware firewall that's on the uh, killer NIC. And that will, again, alleviate your computer from having to do all this hard work. Your NIC does it. So offload all that to it. Freeing up those resources on your computer that then you dedicate to the gaming. Newsflash, Freck. The hardware that you get from your ISP is pretty much junk. So you want to call up your ISP, whoever they may be, and you want to ask them some questions. Number one question is, do I have to use this piece of junk that you sent me? Or can I use my own router? A lot of ISPs say, hey, we don't care what you use. Our job is to get the signal to your house. So the signals to your house, we're fine. Use whatever you want. Other ISPs will say, no, no, no. You have to use our hardware. So you have to use the hardware, fine. Put it in bridge mode. This is something that you have to work on a little bit because a lot of the uh, frontline techs don't know what bridge mode is. Don't know how to put your device in a bridge mode. What bridge modes does is effectively bypasses that piece of hardware. So it's not being used at all. All it's doing is passing the signal through. Then you can put your own router on the other side of it and be able to do whatever you want to do with your own hardware. If your ISP requires you to use their hardware and will not put it into bridge mode, I highly suggest you look for another ISP. I'm just, I'm not even going to get into the security aspects and the anything else that have, that have come around for this couple, the last couple of years, privacy, advertising, all that kind of junk. Not even going to get into it. Just if I can't use my own hardware, I'm not interested in being a customer. Now, my own hardware, I am going to use one of two things. I'm either going to use a piece of hardware that supports DDWRT, which is, as I said before, it's great firmware replacement. It has a slew of enhancements that you can do, and it just depends on what piece of hardware you get to what features are available in DDWRT. One of the ones I love is I can have dedicated ports on the back of my router that do dedicated things. For instance, I can have a dedicated port on the back that is a full-time VPN connection to work, and my work computer plugs into that port, and that's all it does. I can have a dedicated NIC on the back or port on the back rather that plugs directly to my computer that has all of my QoS and everything dedicated to that port. And that's usually what I do. 
in an enterprise environment, if I'm, you know, trying to get a little more than just home-based stuff, I'm a big fan of Ubiquity. The Edge Router or the Edge Router Lite all do roughly the same thing that DDWRT does just on an enterprise level. You can configure it per port, and that's pretty important. Now, if you are going to go ahead and set up QoS or quality of service, you can do this a lot of times on your home routers that they give you. Uh, you don't have to get anything special. You just have to go in there and you can set up QoS. You can look at your Battle.net desktop application, your Blizzard downloader, and obviously World of Warcraft. For Battle.net, it's not that big of a deal. TCP and UDP ports 8443 and 1119. And all this will make available, by the way, in the show notes, so you don't have to go like jotting all this stuff down. The Blizzard Downloader uses TCP and UDP 1119, 1120, 3712, and dedic, you know, direct them and assign quality of service and all that to those ports and those uh, to your computer. Or set yourself a static IP address on your computer and just give your computer priority over everything else on your network. And that kind of gets the job done the same right way, just not to the degree that actually setting those ports would. Now let's look at some programs and services that you can do and get for your computer to actually speed up your gameplay. First is the easiest one. Turn down the graphics and effects and the sound. Dumb the game down a little bit if you're having latency issues. If it's too slow, dumb it down. Remember in CATA, they did an upgrade and they no longer supported the video card that was in my laptop. And it was like mid... We're doing Dragon Souls. Mid Dragon Soul. And like one night I could raid fine and the next night as soon as we got to that boss... Everything went into molasses mode. And on that boss, I had to turn down the graphics and the sound and everything to the lowest possible settings just to get through that boss. And I couldn't see shadows. You've had that problem too, which wreck we couldn't see shadows before. But uh, then I found out they weren't supporting the video drivers that I had anymore. So time to get a new laptop for me. So that's just a quickie uh, before you get into all the. Uh, the nitty gritties. Now, the first program I'm going to recommend is Auto Hotkey. It is allowed by Blizzard, but do not attempt to bot with it. You can bot with it. It's there are a lot of programs out there, a lot of scripts you can get, but don't. Just don't. I use it to disable some keys. In particular, the Windows key, the Alt tab, and any other little default Windows shortcuts. I turn them all off. Because if I happen to be playing in windowed mode, which I play a lot in windowed mode uh, because of Splashtop, if I should happen to accidentally hit a Windows keyboard shortcut, I'm going to get that Windows keyboard shortcut. It's going to work. And now I'm staring at my desktop or I alt F forward or whatever the case might be. I don't want to do that. So I just disable that while WoW was running. An auto hotkey has the ability to look at what programs are running. If the WoW executable is running, it will load itself up and go, all Windows keys disabled. All these functions are disabled. 
And then when WoW is done running and is out of, out of uh, active memory, Auto Hotkey can say, okay, now all the Windows keys are back in service. And that's pretty good. A little easier, Razer Cortex. Uh, you're familiar with Razer. They do a lot of hardware, gaming hardware, mice, and uh, a bunch of stuff. They have a piece of software. It is free. It's called Razer Cortex. It optimizes your computer for gaming. So you start running your game. It looks at every other process running and kills everything it doesn't need. That frees up resources. That frees up RAM. And you can use those resources and RAM to better your gaming experience. And, of course, when you're done, your boost goes back to whatever it was normally. And your computer's back to exactly the way it was. So it focuses on freeing your PC's processing power and memory and making it available to the game that you're playing. It's not just WoW. It works with a bunch of games. I have used it and versions of it in the past, and uh, it works great. Because what it does is it dedicates your computer to just playing WoW. A tip we gave a long time ago, Freck, and you actually gave the tip, was you know you're not supposed to have a web browser open when you're playing WoW because of the resources. So there you go. Reduce the lag. Uh, man, go back to season one, I think, and they were actually a sponsor of the show. It works, uh, basically. What it does is it defines routes between your network and the Blizzard servers. So they kind of set up a tunnel between your computer and their system and the Blizzard servers, and they put their systems as close to the Blizzard servers as physically possible and you get a dedicated network tunnel from your computer to their servers to the Blizzard servers. So instead of having 15, 16, 17 hops, and by hops, when you go to that uh, Looking Glass website, you do a trace route, you'll see how many steps it takes from your computer to get to the Blizzard uh, computer. So look at your server and do a trace route to the server that you play on, and you'll see, man, that's taking me 15, 25 hops, whatever it is, to get there. Do that on a reduced lag, and it's like two or three. So by eliminating hops between your computer and the gaming computer, you, re- you obviously are going to reduce the amount of time in milliseconds that it takes for you to make that round trip. The newest version, by the way, this is perfectly legal. Blizzard knows about them and it works and it's fine and they're happy with it. The newest version um, actually goes through dynamically and you can actually be routed based on network congestion different ways. And it uh, actually will work with Battle.net, your game server, your Realm server, your instant server. All those are treated completely different and will route you differently to each different component for the World of Warcraft. And that's pretty cool. It is legal. Like I said, I've used them in the past. I don't have them right now because I'm not raiding. If I was actively raiding, I would actively be using Reduce the Lag. I know that's a lot of stuff to digest. Whole lot of geeky information right there. But do all that kind of stuff and you will have a better gaming experience. Bottom line is if you are looking for the competitive edge, if you do all these things that we mentioned, like I said, I will make this one available online somewhere. I'll put a link to it on Twitter. Uh, If you do all the stuff, you'll get an improvement. It's as simple as that. 
Lormis, thank you for the suggestion. I hope that this uh, in some way kind of covers what you were talking about. And uh, because Lormis did uh, send this email in, we are going to reply directly to Lormis with an email from the show with all of those show notes. And if you happen to be thinking about buying any of that kind of stuff, we would appreciate if you use our Amazon link. Just head over to hearthcast.com forward slash Amazon, and that will take you over to the Amazon website. And you do everything as normal. You shop as you normally shop. You pay like you normally pay. Only difference is in the background, little kickback comes back our way. And we do appreciate you for using that link. We want to talk about going to see the WoW movie. We don't want to spoil it, though. Because if you want a guide on what happened, theories, who was what, what got changed, what didn't get changed, we're not going to give you any of that. Nope. Nope. What we will do, though, is... We're going to give you a context-free commentary. Context-free commentary. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so lights are down. Stuff's going on the screen. A movie about Assassin's Creed? That's going to be lame. <laughs> Who's going to see a movie about a video game? BFG? <laughs> Does uh, Disney even know what that means? Oh, the BFG is short for The Big Friendly Giant, and it's a 1982 children's book written by Ronald Dahl and is an expansion or short story from Dahl's 1975 book called Danny the Champion of the World which was dedicated to his late daughter who died of measles at the age of seven in 1962 and has sold over 37 million copies. I guess Disney knows what they're doing. Previews are over. It's about to start. Please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. Ooh, there's that. And that. And that. And that. And we're not even out of the title sequence yet, Frick. Well, his music sounds a little familiar. But that font and that title, that's not really necessary. Ironforge looks so real. Wait, where are we in Ironforge? Oh, we have a quest to go back to Stormwind. Cool. Man, that dwarf has a really big head. Hmm, dwarves in a mountain full of gold? Sounds a little familiar. Boomstick walls. Are they ever going to explain that this isn't Earth that we're on? We're on Draenor. But Draenor doesn't look like it's being ripped apart by fell magic. How can it be Draenor without the Draenei? Hey, that's not a passenger mount. Oh, I have that staff. Oh, I have that shield. I have that axe. I have that sword. When do we go back to Ironforge? I gotta turn this quest in. Hey, how does she know English? Why is this guy smirking in the middle of a fight? Oh, that is such a cool looking orc. And he's dead. Drain life. Drain life that. Drain life this. Drain life all the things. Wait, nobody in the movie's drinking anything. And I mean anything. Boomstick. Dang. Hey, I know that place. I know the bridge. I have that mount. I've taken that flight path. Wow, those are some really big hands. Why isn't this guy wearing boots? Are they in his bag? Did he even do a gear check before he started this fight? 
Ooh, I saw that. Did, did, did you see that? Wait, wait, rewind this. Why does this guy still keep smirking at people in combat? You know, I really don't like this Medivh guy. He's kind of arrogant and pompous. That dude's eyeballs are really far apart. Hey, is that so-and-so in the background? It is. I don't remember Blasted Lands looking like that. Oh, the little baby went roar. Why aren't Garona's colored contacts symmetrical? Why does Medivh keep needing to port back to Karazhan? I mean, it's just really one zone over from the Dark Portal on the Blasted Lands. And how does he know that teleport Karazhan? I, I can't learn it my mage. Wait, if he and she, but she's now his, I mean, um, ew. What's with the blue bath? Translation overdubs are weird. A setup for a setup? How meta? He's smirking again. He laughed, but I didn't hear anybody go kick. I'm disappointed. Dude, boots, seriously. All right, is stuff happening on Draenor or Azeroth right now? I, I can't keep track. Man, I don't know all these names of people and places. I can't keep track of everything. I don't even know how someone who doesn't play WoW would be able to. What is this, a Greek tragedy? Who wrote this, George R.R. R. Martin? Who has two middle names anyhow? <laughs> wow, for a theater full of nerds, we sure are a quiet bunch. Chin stalactites. Epic. We all cheered for one thing everybody really wanted to see in a movie, and it was great. Oh, the widow baby went viral again. What? Nothing after the credits? So happy this wasn't a money grab movie. Good job, Blizzard. Now, Freco, you and I took a group of over 40 people to see this movie. Uh, the Orlando World of Warcraft meetup group was there. And we got to the theater a little early. Because we wanted to be there uh, to welcome the group. But it's Orlando. And it's hot. And we were outside. And they did have a statue of Lane and a storming guard. But they were kind of weirdly positioned. And Lane had this weird expression on his face. It's kind of like he was saying, he's right behind me, isn't he? Yeah, he had a weird expression, and he was a little bit too lifelike. And the way he was positioned, he was, he's like right behind you. Like, someone in our group jumped randomly, and like, <laughs> oh, I thought there was someone behind me. Yeah. And yeah. then I did it later, too. We were standing around in a circle, and someone had been blocking his face, and they moved a little bit. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's another face. <laughs> uh, someone that who had just walked up uh, to the group and wanted their picture taken said, man, how, how long can that guy hold that position? <laughs> I was like, you know, he's not real, right? They didn't. But actually, the first I heard of the statues was like, I got to text at four o'clock in the afternoon. There's only a lion statues outside the theater. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so mad. How dare they? It's a really cool theater, though, is in a city walk, which if you're not familiar with Orlando, it's um, it's the same place where Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure is. Yep. Um, but it's also like a huge shopping center, restaurant, clubs, karaoke bars. It's a lot of a blue man group. A lot yeah. of stuff's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard Rock Cafe. Very neat place. This, this is very central to everybody. 
Um, I thought it'd be a really cool place to go because there'd be lots of people everywhere, lots of stuff to do before, after. And uh, to give a little bit of an example of the crowds that they deal with, I called the theater up, got a hold of the theater manager. And I was like, hey, I'm bringing over 40 people to your theater. And she went, yeah. I was like, well, I know I didn't get like a, a group rate or anything. I'm not looking for that. You know, is there any way we could try to get the group to kind of sit together? Anything you can do? No. Okay. Uh, how about maybe a discount for it? No. Really? Food, drinks? No. Just happy you're going to be here. Okay, then. <laughs> that actually doesn't surprise me, though. I worked at a small theater and actually did uh, events, booked groups and things like that. Yeah, unless you're going to rent out the whole theater. They just don't care? They just don't care because it's not like you're a, you're being waited on, you know, where a server might need to put the tables together and need extra staff. I mean, everyone who's in the theater, it doesn't matter if they're there as a group or they're individually, you're still going to have about the same number of people. Yeah. Well, we had 40 and we had name tags for everybody because of, because of meetup.com. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. your print off really cool name tags on um, the uh, Avery labels. Yeah. So we had those. That was cool. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. So to put them in the printer backwards. <laughs> I remember when I first saw them, I was like, those really look like they're printed on the I back. I sent you a picture of them. You didn't say anything. Well, I couldn't tell from the picture. Uh, I was oh. like, okay, I, I don't know. I, I had this nagging feeling something was off, but I didn't try pulling them off. Because uh-huh, I didn't want yeah. to unpeel someone else. Sticker. Yeah, but you could have found yours and unpeeled yeah, like a little corner. It and then it wouldn't have gone back. I don't know. Yeah, but just a little corner it. of it. But anyhow, it's okay because. Fine. because so I was scrambling to find a seat somewhere and handwrite all these name tags I had printed out. So I went from having these nice printed tags that had World of Warcraft Meetup Group on them to ones that are written in my sloppy handwriting. In a ballpoint pen. In a ballpoint pen. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a Sharpie. But it's cool because we still got our name tags. So that was all right. Eh. Actually, uh, I used mine and flipped something around, a blank one, I think, and used it as a yeah. as a sticker. It still made mine work. And as I mentioned, it was hot. And so we decided to press our luck and see if we could get into the just the general area of the movie theater. And the door was open. We walked in. And handed the uh, the little ticket checker person our tickets. And I started asking you know, normal questions. Hey, I've got this group. or about this size. Where should we go queue up? And I was making jokes like, we're used to queuing up and waiting in queue. How long will we be? You know. Usher was not having it. I'm sorry. No, she wasn't. She mm-hmm. just like, get just bring a group. In fact, we were, uh, we were, we were kind of short a ticket. Something happened. I don't know if we lost a ticket or what, but, be, you know, we were short a ticket. Didn't phase her. She'd just come on in. <laughs> I'm sick of your tired, stupid, <laughs> wow jokes that I don't get. Well, I wasn't short one. You know, I, I, I bought two. Right. Printed them out. Right. Handed them all to you. I, and then. Somewhere in the mix, we lost Somewhere one. in the mix. Either, well, either one got lost or one didn't get printed out because that happens sometimes with those printers. Just your regardless. Which is my new favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But y'all can use it. Uh, We got in. 
And now we're inside by the concession stands, which I promptly bypassed to head to the restroom because that's what we do. And we're in Theater 8. And so we walk up to Theater 8. And there's nothing going on in Theater 8. There's no line in front of Theater 8. There's no movie playing in Theater 8. And we look at the marquee on Theater 8. And the only movie showing on Theater 8 is our Warcraft movie. So we do what any normal group would do. We dub one guy, Leroy Jenkins, and send him in. Just to test everything. (laughs) Go in there, you check. Here, take this with you. It might not be safe. He comes out and says, "Uh, no, there's nobody in there. So we say, well, let's go. So we go in. There's nobody in the theater, like we said. We get the best seats possible in the house. And our entire group ends up trickling in and getting their choice of seats wherever they want. Well ahead of time. I was really surprised, Frank, that they didn't come in and ask us to leave. But what do you do when you're in the movie theater? An hour before your movie starts. (laughs) If you're a WoW group, you quickly descend into trade chat jokes. (laughs) Which kind of carried over into the movie because it seemed like whenever something happened, it was kind of a competition to see who could have the funniest quip. But not in the movie. Yeah, sometimes in the movie. One or two times, but not, not disrespectfully. And we kept it clean because there were some miners in there. So it was not like it was any of the nastier stuff that you might see in trade chat. It was respectful. And kind of like all that stuff, except for the uh, concession discounts, that I tried to get from the movie theater manager who was having none of it. The person who took our tickets... Seemed to not care about anything, just get a group in, and nobody else said a word to us. Nobody came down and got us out of the theater. So we got what we wanted. Now, when the theater did start filling up with uh, people outside of our meetup group, got a little awkward for me because we were standing, myself and another guy from the meetup group, were standing in the middle section of the walkway, kind of like where the stadium seating started and the front rows were people go to break their necks to watch the movie or sitting. And he and I were kind of there greeting people, telling jokes, all that kind of stuff. Telling, answering questions. People come up like, where's the bathroom? You ask him, you know, answer that question for him. I answered that one like four or five times. So we're like the official greeters for people who walked into that movie, even though, uh, we weren't official. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of feel like we got what we wanted without the permission of the movie theater. It almost like yeah. we got away with one. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. My biggest takeaway of the whole movie was that it was a good Warcraft story. And it wasn't a money grab by Blizzard. It wasn't cheesy. Could have been a whole lot cheesier. Like some of the little shorts and some of the yeah, little cinematics, yeah. cute and cheesy. Could have been that way and it wasn't. 
So I was happy with that. I definitely can't wait to see all the scenes they cut out. Oh, I'll, yeah. When do I pre-order cut the collector's Christmas edition? And- you know, <laughs> <laughs> if Chris gets cut out of his own show, I mean, come on. <laughs> and he's just a vendor. Yeah. Not Chris, not going to be able to nope. use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait. And, and you know it's intentional. Nobody ever says the exact amount of time they've really, they couldn't get into a movie. I had to cut 40 minutes here or 20 minutes, whatever, you know. And I'm sure there's going to be the director's cut, the extended version, the full cut, maybe even the unrated version. Who knows? <laughs> so it was it was good. If you haven't seen it, uh, give it a shot. Stay away from the naysayers. There's a lot of naysayers, a lot of people bashing in online. And those people just misunderstood that the simplicity and the easiest way to explain this is that this was not the World of Warcraft movie. This was Warcraft. Enjoy it for that. So with the newer games, uh, particularly Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, even Hearthstone, having so many in-game items that you can purchase with real money, they make it really easy for you to spend a little bit of money here and there on yourself. Yeah. However, it is not the same when you want to buy something for somebody else. It's downright almost impossible in some cases. Some of the things they do are backwards. I was in the need of a quick gift pretty recently. So I was looking again through all the stuff that you can buy online. Not the stuff that you can buy from the gear store and have it shipped to you. Just something that you could give to a fellow Blizzard fan they could get that day. Like a skin or a stim yeah, pack. something like that. Or the loot boxes from Overwatch. Yeah. Now around Christmas time, I covered in detail what you could gift and what you could not. More in the could not gift, but now Overwatch is out. Now Overwatch has these things called loot boxes. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the game, so I don't know if these are good, bad. But either way, it seems like it's similar to buying Hearthstone packs where you can get a little leg up if you want, but they're not necessary. Yeah, you get skins and yeah. um, portraits and stuff okay. like that. Pretty cool things. So they start at $2 each or you can buy, I think, 11 for $10. So they Almost. become cheaper the more you buy. Yeah. Those are not giftable. Nope. Cannot give skins for Heroes of the Storm. Can't gift mounts in the Heroes of the Storm. Those would be pretty cool to gift. So I say, all right, well, let's let's just give them uh, Battle.net credit, okay? Sure, makes sense. You cannot gift Battle.net credit from their website. No. You can buy it for yourself. It takes one to three days to process. Or you can buy one of their physical cards from a retailer, which would mean going to GameStop or something like that. But again, I was looking for something that day. I didn't need to go out. So I did kind of luck out, and I found that Amazon sells these pretty regularly. And even something better, if you're a regular Prime user and you use that no rush shipping, that gives you a dollar credit toward digital purchases. Well, this counts as a digital purchase. And because I bought a few things for the house that didn't need right away, it's like, ah, don't rush it. I was able to get a discount on buying the ballot on that gift card. Oh, that's neat. 
Yeah. It's how I get my dog food. We do the no rush and we do yeah. have some digital credit. And yes, if you we, don't wait until you're about to run out on something. Yeah. Yeah, you can save some money. We've used it in the past to uh, rent a Amazon Prime movie. And see, everything else that I don't like about it is you don't know what's eligible and what's not until it's already in your cart. Yeah. And that annoys me. But here's something I can tell you that it works for this. It was in the comments that uh, the no rush shipping worked for it. So I was like, cool, I was able to get it. Here's my other problem with Battle.net credit. For some reason, Blizzard has not implemented split payments in their purchases. Meaning what? Meaning you cannot partially pay with your Battle.net credit and then pay with a credit card. Gotcha. Let's say for your birthday, I get you three of these Battle.net cards. 60 bucks. 60 bucks. And you're like, cool, I'm going to now take that money, and I was going to buy Legion, but I think I'm going to treat myself, I'm going to get the Deluxe Edition. Right, which is more than 60 bucks. So, when you go to buy it... I'm going to apply my $60 from the Battle.net and use the balance on my personal card. No. What? No. No? No. Why not? It's just like, oh, well, you don't have $80 in Battle.net credit, so we are going to charge your credit card instead for $80. Ah. Or go you, buy could, myself or you could go in and you could say, I want to buy a Battle.net credit, put in whatever amount you want between a dollar and $254.15. I don't <laughs> know why that specific yeah. number. <laughs> you could add whatever amount you want to round up your balance. It takes one to three days and then buy it. <laughs> now you just ruined the fact that you wanted to get something for your birthday or whatever. Yeah, now you've made it so much more difficult for the person to use your present. All right, so... Blizzard leans on this whole security thing is the reason that they don't allow for all this stuff to happen. I can understand having the waiting period for buying the balance. I can get it. But their only explanation between not allowing the battle to net credit to is, well, we've never allowed split purchases. Every single other company that has introduced a gift card has also you know, giving you a way to use your gift card and pay the difference. I mean, I can go to Target, Walmart, Starbucks, you name it. And if I have a gift card to one of those stores, I go, how much is it? I'm like, it's 20 bucks. How much is left on this gift card? Yeah, apply it. Yeah, there's $14.72. Okay, now what's my, what do I have to pay? Now you have this amount to pay. Okay, put it on this one then. Yeah. Or heck, even at, I think it's Target, it's like, do you want to put the full amount on this card? Yeah. Nope, I want to put it, you know, so yeah, come on. I have $3 left over in Battle.net credit. <laughs> you'll never be able to use. <laughs> Not unless I go through this complicated process of figuring out what I want then and then waiting up. three days before I actually buy it. See, there's the, a part of me in the back of my head go that, you know, that's the reason being they want to hold on to that money in a balance somewhere and collect interest on it. Because there's a whole yeah. there's a whole thing about unused gift card balances. Look, I get it, and I understand. Starbucks started it with their uh, rewarding you for paying with a gift card. You know, you get a gift card, you can only add funds onto it in increments of ten dollars if you're doing it online. You might be able to do a specific amount if you go into the store. But because you can't go, okay, well, my latte is going to cost me three fifty seven. Let me just add three fifty seven to this card and use it and get points. It's like, no, I'm going to go there. 
I wanted to get credit. I want to get the rewards. I want to get, you know, stars. And the lowest increment I can do is $10. Now you have $7 left over on your card. Now, next time you're thirsty, do I go get coffee from Wawa or McDonald's or do I go to Starbucks because I already have the money and, quote, not paying for it? Yeah, you're going to Starbucks. Yeah. Because you're, quote, not paying for it. You know, since we're on this uh, little subject of gift cards and whatnot, uh, something that we do on a regular basis is let Android users know that if they use the Google Rewards application, which is from Google, and ask you very simple, very short survey questions, and you're rewarded anywhere from, you know, what is it, 10 cents to sometimes over a dollar for your time, that goes into your Google Play credit. Which thing you can use to make digital purchases of stuff like movies, songs, apps, books. books. In-game purchases and apps. In-game purchases and apps and apps. In-app purchases. In-app purchases. Or, as we like to do, Hearthstone packs, because that is an in-app purchase. And you not too long ago posted a picture up on Twitter. You get a bunch bunch of packs. Yeah, I usually save up until I get about $10, which buys you seven packs. Yeah, and that doesn't take long to get 10 bucks in uh, the Google Apps Reward Program. So Google Rewards, uh, check them out. That's our little PSA for that. It'll take you a few months, but the surveys themselves don't take any amount of time. I mean, you can do them while you're doing something else. You can do them while you're walking down the hallway. Or One of the things that I've noticed is if you go places, large department stores and stuff like that, uh, fast food joints, or yeah. even near them, then the next day or two, you will be asked, hey, did you go visit this? Yes, keep your location on. Yeah, always. Yeah, do that. And um, it might take a little bit of time to roll up. Like when you first started, people have said, hey, I haven't got anything for one or two days. Like, just wait. You will. Yeah. And they go, I got like four today. Really? Yeah, I made 30 cents. Awesome. <laughs> Never <laughs> seen somebody excited about 30 cents. Uh, I've had it a couple of years, and I've gained over over $100. So, yeah. Yeah. But I do wish that Blizzard would just make it easier uh, to gift things for people. Even if it's just down on the core bottom line, let me gift you Battle.net credit. Let me gift it. Make it so that people can actually partially fund their purchases with that Battle.net credit instead of making it more difficult for the use them. And let people buy those little things. They buy whatever they want. Yeah. You know, if, if you buy someone these loot boxes in Overwatch and they end up getting something cool out of it, they'll remember that you got them that. Here's what I would do. What would you do? I would not enable somebody to purchase other people's loot boxes or anything. Why is that? Just wouldn't. Why? Uh, because what if I only got Overwatch because I wanted to play with my son and I really don't care about loot boxes and I would rather have... Battle.net credit because I really want that cool mount. Well, that's why the person should ask you before they buy something. I would rather just Battle.net. Give me the Battle.net. Just like my gift mm-hmm. card my dad gave me from Amazon. Give me one of those. But Battle.net electronic version. Make it a two-step process so I get this email from Blizzard that says, Hey, somebody has gifted you. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. Here's your code. Go to the website, log into your battle.net, and here, use this code to redeem that thing. So that stops any kind of craziness happening by anybody else accessing anybody else's account or transferring any money. It's just normal stuff. 
Do you want to use that money to buy a red person? Wow, use that money to buy a red person. Wow, I don't care. Or the Blizzard credit for that. The other argument, Freck, and this was the one that uh, I think it's a stretch, but it's out there and worth talking about. Let's say, Freck, that I, I decide I'm going to gift you battle.net credit that you will use for anything you want to use for, but I'm assuming you're going to use it for game time or whatever. doesn't matter. But unbeknownst to me, you have decided that gaming is destroying your career, your work, your life, your marriage, your mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have said, this is it. I'm no longer renewing my subscription. When it's out, it's out. I'm done. I have to get on with my life. I can no longer play any games. And then poof, here's $60 Blizzard Battle.net stuff. And now you go, but now I have 60 more dollars that I need to spend. And now you're right back in the thick of things where you have already gotten yourself and mentally yeah, that, to this place where sounds, you were going to shut that down. sounds like a good ending to the story. Someone's about to abandon gaming and I brought them back. Well, okay, good for us. Good for other players, no, but... good in general. Unless the person has a serious problem. You don't just abandon gaming. <laughs> and cut down. You Put know, some restrictions on it. Some people need... Well, Stop yeah. playing other games. It's always time for Blizzard. You don't need League of Legends. Candy Crush. You don't need Fallout. You don't need Candy Crush. Counter-Strike. Oh, Blizzard's life. Team Fortress. I don't even want to hear it. But you know what I'm saying, all right? If you I have, think you're arguing for it. Unbe- no, no, this like, is no. I'm I'm just stating to you what one of the reasons that Blizzard doesn't allow this is because of that. They don't allow gifting. Because you may not know the mental state of the person you're gifting it to. And they may be at the point where their life is in shambles and they need to quit everything in gaming. And you just gave them a reason to continue. What? I don't understand what you're saying. I just handed that alcoholic a bottle of rum is what I'm saying. And that guy. You're saying Blizzard is trying to be responsible? Yes. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> that is just a theory that's out there. If they were trying to be responsible, they wouldn't have made the launcher that connects all the games. Don't kill Made the messenger. Made it easy to go from, and it's like, well, I guess I've had too much wow today, but I guess it's time for Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just telling you what's I, out I there. I don't think that's a good argument. I think you're really? arguing for it. No, I'm not arguing. I'm just, that's just what's out there. <laughs> Ain't me. All right. Because I'm, I'm going to play. <laughs> so. I just wish it was. Like you said, I wish it to just make it, make it available. Make, just make it battle.net. Credit available. Let me log in and let me, like you said, split my purchase. Ain't that difficult. Yeah. Like if ever if I buy a skin in here is a storm for five dollars, that three seventy four I I have sitting in my account should go toward that. Yep. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. So Blizz, we're waiting. Make it happen. And folks, while you are making things happen, don't forget to go ahead on over to the iTunes. Give us a rating there. We appreciate those. That lets us know how we're doing as a show. And then your comments and your stars also let other prospective listeners know if this show 
would be right for them. Big thank you to Lormus for the uh, email there. He's a, uh, over in Winterhoof. You ever see him? That's a great little topic. Nerd. I nerded out, but that's okay. also want to give a big shout out to our meetup group for actually showing up in force. And a Hawkeye from uh, Convert to Raid. Big thank you to him. He knows why. I want to thank our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support Hearthcast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash hearthcast and using the offer code hearthcast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grip Network.